Hey everyone, it's Echo Taylor Appleby, your fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle coach. And I'm here to drop some knowledge bombs the way I do with my clients on how to get your shit together. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. This is the Boss Digest Podcast and ready for the knowledge bombs. Hey everyone, it is episode 10. Wait, no, 11. Oh my gosh, the funniest part about that is this is the second time I did that and said the same exact thing. Anyway, it's episode 11. It's taken me a bit to get here because if you've been following me on Instagram, you see that this whole change of seasons and just life in general is a little bit of a natural uh, slump for me. I find that my motivation is a little down in the dumps. And the whole depression, not feeling like doing anything, and then feeling like shit because I'm not doing anything cycle was continuing for a couple weeks. So uh, if you're not following me, you can follow me, echo.appleby on Instagram, uh, and I let you in a little bit on there. So moving on to episode 11, now that I have that correct, I want to go over five frequently asked questions about fitness. A while back, I did a frequently asked question nutrition volume one, which would imply that I'm going to do many volumes because there are endless questions about nutrition and fitness. But I try to tackle in these first few episodes the most commonly asked ones or some of the most frequently asked ones, as it's called, in the title, because these are ones that either I get asked by my clients a lot or friends or family, and they have a repeated theme. So this episode is going to be volume one for fitness of these questions that I get asked a lot, and I'm hoping that uh, they are some that a lot of you have too, and we can get some of the mystery taken out of this whole healthy lifestyle thing for you. I want to preface this with saying that uh, some of these things are commonplace for myself and for trainers. I mean, they should be for trainers. Um, But the reason we have a job as a coach or a trainer is because there's so much information out there and it's so confusing. So I'm hoping that these answers will make you see that it's not that confusing, uh, but It's understandable if you are confused or don't know where to find answers because there's so much conflicting information out there. So as this whole podcast is, you know, based around, I'm going to give you no bullshit answers and without blowing smoke up your ass about some magic key to being fit or to these answers. So we will just give you a clear cut answer to the best of my knowledge, uh, which I like to think is pretty vast as far as doing this for about nine years now. Um, And some sources might disagree, but these are the answers that I know to be true. Without further ado, we're going to go over five frequently asked questions about fitness. Numero uno is, will I hit a plateau if I do the same workouts all the time? This plateau thing is a huge concern for people. And the funniest part to me is it's always a concern when people are first getting started. And I want to remind you that you got to stay consistent first before you worry about plateauing. (laughs) 
So maybe don't let the fear of a plateau get in your way of starting a fitness regimen or continuing one. The secret here is not that you need to be switching up and trying tons of different exercises all the time. More so, when I switch up exercises for my clients, like my group fitness online, I switch up stuff week to week because it keeps it interesting. It's more fun if you get to try more exercises and get to move in different planes of movement or try different machines or try all different types of apparatus at the gym, different bands, different weights. But the key here is not not doing the same exercises or the same workout every week. It's that you have to switch up some type of variable. So there's a lot of variables in your workouts. That's exercise selection. You have the weight you use, the amount of reps you do. You have the time of rest you do. You have the exercise order. You have if you superset or if you drop set. So there's all these different variables that can make a workout more interesting and more fun, but also keep your body from doing the same exact thing all the time. Now that would be a plateau is if you hit a point where you don't see that you're making any more progress. So if you just look at it in a very basic way, if you do 20 pound bicep curls, for 15 reps every single day. Well, well, first of all, I hope you're not doing bicep curls every day, bro. Uh, But we're just looking at this in the grand scheme of things. If you do those every single day, well, of course you're not going to progress because you're not trying heavier weight, which would mean lowering your reps, or you're not trying a different exercise. Maybe instead of bicep curls, you're trying hammer curls to work the different head of your bicep, so on and so forth. So yeah, If you're doing the same exact workouts all the time, you are going to plateau because you're not challenging your body in a new way. So the easiest way to not hit a plateau is by switching up a variable. So this might mean doing heavier weight for lower reps, or maybe you do a couple weeks of high reps and slightly lower weight, uh, or perhaps you, you know, do different exercise order or you superset things or you time your rest time, maybe you do longer rest time for heavier stuff, or you're taking shorter rest time and pushing yourself that way. But essentially, as long as you're switching up some variable, and that can include your exercise selection, so choosing different exercises to keep it interesting, to keep your body pushing in different ways and different movement patterns, you're going to be okay. I think people get so caught up in that they can't use a certain program for weeks on end and they won't see progress. They're always changing it. They're always having to figure out new stuff. And more so, that can just make it harder for you to see where your progress is because you have no baseline exercises to compare it to. One of the best programs that I ever saw the most strength and muscular development with was uh, when I was still into kind of the competing world, or at least I was in a building phase. And this program contained about three exercises with just some accessory band work to balance out my body. And I did for probably six weeks straight, only deadlifts, hip thrusts, and barbell shoulder press. And the thing that changed was my rep range day to day or each workout. And then as I progressed, I increased my weights, obviously, or changed my weight. So I made a ton of progress and I didn't switch up my exercises for six weeks. So again, 
Focus more on the variables and where you can push yourself or make changes to challenge your body as opposed to being so concerned that if you have a holistic program that incorporates all muscles of your body or the areas you want to focus on, uh, you don't need to overcomplicate it by finding hundreds of different exercises to execute. More so just make sure you're pushing yourself. That's the biggest thing. So changing up your variables in some semblance of the word. Number two, weightlifting or cardio first? This is a super common question and understandably so because you see people do both. I always like to tell my clients that think of where you would like to put your most energy into. I want to utilize all that quick burst, quick accessible stored energy in my muscles for my weightlifting. I want to see my biggest progression in my lean mass, in my muscle, in my strength. I want to put everything I've got into that, which means I'm going to have more of that quick energy and those energy stores for weightlifting if I don't burn it off by doing cardio first. So that is my goal. So I'll do a light warm up, and it might not even involve cardio, but I want to use as much energy as I can for my weightlifting to see my progression because I've got all that fuel in my tank ready to go to help me get the most out of my strength training. So then after I burn all that up, I can go and I can burn whatever's left in my body and just give it to cardio and sweat it out because cardio is just drudgery regardless. I mean, at least for me. So I don't give a shit how much energy I have left for that because I'm just going to burn it out anyway. I'm going to go till I can't and I'm going to give it all I got, but I'm not necessarily worried about my progress on my cardio. So the only instance I would recommend doing cardio in the forefront is if cardio or some type of endurance exercise is your goal in which sense you're probably not going to be doing as much strength training. So if you're training for a 5K or uh, a sprint race or a marathon, well, you better be putting your best foot forward on your cardio. So you would want to use all of your energy on your cardio and then maybe finish up with some core glute band work or some stretching. But for the most part, nine times out of 10, you are going to want to do your weightlifting first Use all that energy so you can see uh, the strength gains and your endurance gains and all that stuff uh, using all that energy that you've lovingly stored for yourself and then go burn off whatever the hell you have left in your cardio because cardio is not that fun anyway. Kidding. I know there's cardio junkies out there, but weights first, then cardio. Easy answer. Number three, how many days a week should I work out? Now, this one has a lot of different answers out there, and my recommendation is you truly do not need to be doing intense exercise for general health or even progression in your body composition or health three to four days a week. Everything else is just kind of excessive. So that doesn't mean that you can't do three to four days of lifting and then you should still be getting in your yoga for your stretching and for your flexibility and mobility 
or you can have days where you just do cardio. Maybe you like to do light jogs for your mental health or uh, for extra caloric output. But ultimately, you really should have at least two rest days a week, if not more, however it fits in with your schedule. So I do not work out or lift more than three days a week because that's what fits into my schedule and I've made it fit my lifestyle because I would rather spend an hour of my day out hiking with my dogs than being stuck in a gym getting a workout. So I work out three days a week in a structured workout way and I say structured lately because it's kind of whatever I want to do with my workout that day. But If you're doing it correctly and you have a plan and you know what you're doing and you're hitting all your muscle groups, you really shouldn't be killing yourself in the gym six or seven days a week. At that point, it's detrimental because when we weight lift, we're tearing those muscle fibers and we're essentially breaking them down so they have to rebuild even stronger. But the rebuilding happens and the change happens when we're resting. So if we're never giving our body adequate rest, we're not going to be growing properly. And that rest is also time for our body to kind of level out those cortisol levels so that we can regulate our hormones so that we don't feel that puffy midsection or feel just adrenal fatigue because we're having adequate time for our bodies to recuperate. So rest days are super important and don't get too caught up in the all or nothing thing. I think when a lot of people start out, they're very gung-ho and they think that if they miss a day, they're going to backtrack. But the truth of the matter is, anytime that I have had clients take longer rests, they always come back stronger than if they've been hitting the gym constantly because your body's not having time to grow that lean mass and to see that progress. So don't kill yourself with your exercise. You need to be resting and Staying consistent will help you see results, but not if you're not also taking consistent rest days. So for as far as how many days a week should I work out, really keep your lifting three to four days a week and then get your supplemental feel-good stuff in there too. So your yoga, your cardio, your hiking, your movements, your steps, all that can be incorporated too, but really be sure that you are taking your rest days and you're not feeling guilty about it. On to number four. This one's a good one. This one is very confusing for a lot of people, and I have it in my frequently asked question packet for my clients. Uh, This is just a very basic thing that you are going to encounter anytime you're working out with weights, and it can be very confusing. So question number four, how do I choose the weight I'm lifting, or how do I choose the right weight for my activity? And this all comes down to the rep scheme you're working with. So you've probably seen, if you've looked at any type of workout things, uh, workout programming or different goals for workouts, you kind of have these different ranges where you have a range for power and strength and range for strength and hypertrophy and then endurance. So these are all different rep ranges, and you're looking in the lower the reps are, usually the heavier the weight is going to be. So the way you choose is you would look at what rep range am I working in. Let's say we're working in a standard 10 to 12 rep range, which is pretty standard for most people's goals, and will be pretty consistent, and we'll switch it up from time to time, of course, but... You know, those variables we talked about, 
So say I have 10 reps that I have to do and I have four sets of it. If I need to choose my weight, I want to make sure that that weight is heavy enough to where at the end of my 10 reps in that set, I am fatigued and I require a rest, but my form is still correct. I don't want to strain or throw an arch in my back or do something funky to get the last rep up. You'd be better off just missing that last rep. But that's where your weight should be. You should be so tired from the set that you do need that 30 to 90 second rest, whatever the exercise is, and then you would come back to it after your body has restored some energy. So treat each set like its own separate entity. Don't lift a set like you're fearful of the last one. If you have to change weights from set to set, so be it. But don't pussyfoot around and do something that you're supposed to do for 10 reps, but you feel like, oh, I could have done five more of those. Well, that means you need to increase your weight. It would be way better for you to shoot for 10 and only get 9 than finish out 10 and think that was way too easy. So same thing. If I'm doing 15 to 20 reps, typically because I have to go longer, this would be a lighter weight. So I might scale it back a little bit lighter than what I know I can do for 10 reps. And continuing on from there, if I'm doing heavy ass weight, if I'm shooting for three to five reps, I'm going to increase my weight because I have to do less. You guys following me? I hope this is making sense. So you choose your weight for whatever reps you are given to do. And if your coach is giving you a program, they have a plan for that amount of reps that you're doing. They're going to try to work all the different muscle fibers by working all different rep ranges from week to week or day to day or however they have your program structured. So if I say you're doing 10 reps, you sure as shit better make sure you're tired at the end of that 10 reps and you require a rest before moving on to your next set. Otherwise, I will come after you and find you. No, just kidding. But don't pussyfoot around. Like I said, each set should be its own entity. It should be heavy for that amount of reps, and it should be in good form. If it starts to look shitty, you're at the wrong weight. You better correct it. So that's number four on how to choose your weights. Number five, also a great one. How sore should I be after my workouts? And I actually just got asked this by a client this morning, and I had another question thrown in here, but remembered that this one is so much more important. So a huge misconception is that if you're not absolutely tore the fuck up from your workout every time, you didn't do enough. And that is not true at all. So a lot of times when we're very, very sore from a workout, it is because we have done a type of movement that we either haven't done in a while or that we've never done or we have drastically changed the amount of weight that we are doing. So it doesn't necessarily mean if you're not sore after a workout that you didn't put in enough effort. It can be an indicator that you did push yourself beyond previous capacity of what you could do, but do not take this as gospel. If you are constantly debilitatingly sore after your workouts, you all know what I mean, that like I would rather just fall into the fucking toilet instead of trying to use my hamstrings to lower myself down. We have all been there. And honestly, your first few leg workouts are going to be that way. And every once in a while, you're going to get your ass kicked like that when you chain stuff up again. But 
the reason we don't always want to be so sore that our natural movements are inhibited is because just that. Our body is supposed to function in a certain way. And if we can't walk normally, if we can't move our arms normally, if we're so in pain that we are changing up our normal movement patterns, we're going to start creating these imbalances where we're utilizing muscles in a foreign way that we're not supposed to be doing and it might not be best for us. So if you can't walk after every leg day, that's not necessarily a good thing. You shouldn't be crippling yourself to where you cannot walk normal every single week until you hit leg day again. It's counterproductive. So don't think that you have to be so sore you can't raise your arms over your head after every shoulder day because then you're going to start moving your body in an unnatural way to try to compensate and you're probably going to end up injuring yourself further if you consistently are not using your body in an efficient, correct way. So it's not to say that your first few weeks getting back to working out won't be fucking miserable and painful, but... You really shouldn't be this way all the time. And as you get more in shape or build more of a lean mass structure to your body, those days will probably get fewer and fewer. You'll be able to recover a little bit faster and your body will work that lactic acid out a little bit more efficiently. But don't think that because every workout doesn't feel like that afterward that you're not working hard enough or you're not pushing yourself, especially if you're following those first few things that I talked about. So if you're switching up exercises and other variables like the amount of weight you're lifting or the amount of reps you're doing or you are following the guidelines for choosing the right weight where you are exhausted but in good form, where you need the right amount of rest, you're probably doing pretty damn good. So don't think that because you cannot walk the next day or uh, you can't lift your arms above your head, that doesn't mean that's the only way to tell you've done enough. You'll be able to tell if you're making progress if you're making progress. So if your strength is getting better, your endurance is getting better, you can visibly see your lean mass changes. You're probably doing pretty all right even if you are not in physical pain after every workout. And uh, I really like to hit that nail on the head with people because sometimes it'll even sneak up on you and you won't realize how sore you are till a few days later. So don't just hop right back in the gym the day after and be like, didn't do enough leg press. Let's just fuck it up and do some hack squats then because you're going to ruin your world. <laughs> so keep that in mind. You need to pay attention to progress in other ways besides just how tender you are after a workout. I hope that these answered all of your guys' questions, or at least these five, I guess. Um, so to go back over, I answered, will I hit a plateau if I do the same workouts all the time? The answer to that was not necessarily. Uh, weightlifting or cardio first? Weightlifting, nine times out of ten. How many days a week should I work out? I said three to four. Make sure you're getting your rest in, but keep your body active throughout the week. Uh, how do I choose the weight I'm lifting? Basic way to choose it is be exhausted at the end of your allotted reps, but in good form, but requiring a rest before your next set. And uh, how sore should I be? And that is, don't, don't be debilitated every single time. 
I hope this was super helpful for you guys. And again, I'm going to do more volumes on this. So please contact me. You can message me. You can email me. You can DM me. However, you can get a hold of me. I would love to know your questions if I haven't answered them yet in the nutrition volume one or the fitness volume one, because these things are really important. This is what it's all about. I want you guys to have clear cut answers. So you realize a healthy lifestyle is not that confusing. It's just knowing the knowledge that you need to know to get shit done. So you can find me on Instagram, echo.appleby. You can also find my blogs and my contact information at bossdigest.com. And if you enjoyed this and you got some knowledge bombs from it, screenshot it, post it to your Instagram or on your social media so you can let other people know where they can find no bullshit answers to finally get some shit done, right? That's what it's all about. Until next time, take care of yourself, be kind to people, and uh, give me a little what's up. Send me a message. I want to know what you want me to talk about. Bye.